After their heaviest defeat on home soil, Australia fight back. A big win against South Africa. They win by 110 runs to take the one-day component of this multi-format series 2-1. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. Phil, Buzz Rothfield joins us now. Buzz, good morning. And you broke the story about the Bears last Sunday in the Monday Morning Daily Telegraph. And it seems it's got a fair bit of support with Foxtel and Channel 9. Good morning, Buzz. Yeah, good morning, guys. Uh, Bulldog, Ray. Um, yeah, great story um, that, that Peter Volandis has got on board. And as we all know with Peter's history and... Um, what Peter wants, he normally gets. And, look, it's obviously got to go through the commission, but personally he's backing it to happen. And where this puts the Bears in a really, really powerful position, knowing the TV networks are on board, the people involved with the PNG bid, the people involved with the second New Zealand bid and the people involved with Perth will now be on the phone to the Bears saying, oh, it's going to help us if we get your logo, we get your because television bosses yeah. want you. So that it's put them into a really, really powerful position and all their fans who disappeared or vanished from the game when, a long, long time ago will not only have a, maybe one or two games a year at North Sydney, when they're in town at Combank Stadium playing the Eels down here at Shark Park, They'll be able to go and watch their side probably, you know, up to nine or ten times a year. And it's a it's a great thing. And obviously a lot of work to be done, but I've got a feeling that there will be an announcement later this year on the 18th team. And so Norse are in a great position for some type of amalgamation. Buzz, no decision yet, but what's your read on when that team would actually play their first game? We're thinking 26 or 27 Oh, Bulldog, to do it properly, um, I, I think it should be 2027. There's obviously, you know, the, the Dolphins was a great build and, and they had a couple of years to do it and it obviously helped that they got Wayne Bennett and announced him early and um, the, he's a magnet for players. And But I don't think Wayne Bennett's going to move out of Brisbane. He's um, comfortably set up there again at home apart from coaching the New Zealand side and international football. So for a new side, particularly if it's a PNG franchise, it's going to be hard work to, you know, get a, com- a roster as competitive as the Dolphins were. So I think they need time, dog. Yeah, no, it's... yeah I spoke to uh, Daniel Dixon, the chairman, last week, Buzz, and he said the same thing. They lead it, need at least two years to build up a roster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, players are contracted with other clubs. They've got to find out when those players come off. And the last thing you want, Buzz, as you know full well, is for a new franchise to be uh, pushed into the game and they have a poor yeah. first up year. That's why the Dolphins were such a great story last year. They came in. Yeah, I, I really well. think the Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins are not just a success on the field, though. The, 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 you, you heard Terry Reader, their chief executive, he came into Holt Street last week, right? Mm. And he took us through all their figures. And, you know, they averaged a crowd of... We might have lost, Buzz, have lost Last Buzz year. There. Sorry, Buzz, boys, we, we my just, phone just went off. Yeah, we just lost you. They averaged, Buzz? Yeah. 
You there, Buzz? You're on my back, mate. Yeah, yeah got you now, loud and clear. You're my back, mate. Yep. We've got you, Buzz. You were saying they averaged crowds last year? Yeah, a crowd of 32,000 at um, Suncorp Stadium last year, about nine games. That's and they were competitive on the field, and they're going to be even better this year. That's been a wonderful setup there. 30,000 members, And all their bus. sponsors, right? I think, Bulldog, are they second most sponsored? Yeah, they're the second most sponsored team after uh, the Broncos. And the people they bought in, the corporates they got, were... New people to rugby league. Mm. It's just fantastic. And it's so are their fans. They they didn't pinch fans from the Broncos. The Broncos didn't lose any. Their crowds were even bigger. So it's expansion's the way to go and having the T V bosses happy to contribute to that is so important for the Bears. Exactly, yeah. Hey Buzz, um debate about the next immortal has begun. Yeah, it has, hasn't it, mate? Um, look, the Immortals started in 1981, okay? And um, they, they, they picked four great, great players. And there's probably been half a dozen meetings since. And there used to be a rule that if you... If there'd been three meetings and you'd missed out, that was it. You couldn't, you know, be included again. Um, but, look, I, I've got... Peter Volandis, and I don't want to keep wrapping him on this show, is known to, to, to modernise these things. And we already have looked back to include the Daily Messengers, etc. What I think about this is, look, I'm on this subcommittee and I'll have my say when we meet, and I think Bulldog said it's going to be before Las Vegas. Um, I'm a Ron Coote fan. And... It's a bit like when George Piggins was recently added to the Hall of Fame. He wasn't added as a hooker. He was added for bringing the South Sydney Rabbitohs back in, what was it, 2002, whenever it was. Now, Ron Coote originally was a cigarette paper away from being included in the, the Immortals. He was an absolute champion. Like George... What he's done off the field since retiring, he set up the Men of League and was chairman of that wonderful charity, now called the Family of League, for so long. His contribution to the game, on top of him being a superstar player, I would be pushing for him to be the next immortal. Now, I heard Anthony Seabold about Alfie Langer, Bulldog, I know you're a Brett Kenny fan, and Brad Clyde, and so am I. The only thing I would say is we do have a Hall of Fame for a lot of great players. The Immortals has to stay extremely exclusive for the best of the champions. So if you open it up for Bert Kenny, do you think about Lazarus? Do you think about Alfred? Do you think about Peter Sterling? Three straight premierships. That's where you're going to lose the ultimate exclusive club feel. So, but it's a great debate, Dog, and I know uh, you raised this uh, late last year when you were doing Bulldog's Bite, and it's a great topic, and um, it interests a lot of people, and everyone's got an opinion and entitled to one. Well, Buzz, you're on that subcommittee. Do you think after eight years there should be a new addition, or are you 
personally, and of course you're on a committee, so it's not just your decision, but you personally yeah. believe that it's time for a, 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 a new inductee? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely I do. Absolutely I do. And I haven't got the records in front of me, but you do have to be retired for five years now uh, before you can be included. Now, I think there's three modern-day players who will eventually become immortals in Cameron Smith, the superstar fullback Billy Slater. You know Ray Warren, the great Rabs Warren, who I heard uh, read out of Galo's pie ad earlier. Mm. Rabs once told me that Billy Slater's a better player than Graham Langlands. Wow. And Chang is an immortal. And I also think Jonathan Thurston who many, if not equal to Andrew Johns, thought he was even a touch better than Joey. So we've got three futures there, but I still think we've got to knock over Ronnie Coote first. And I love the fact that since Peter Vallette, George Pickens missed out on being a Hall of Famer when they were picked on playing ability only. But what he did to bring back the Rabbitohs was one of the greatest things I've seen in 50 years of rugby league. Mm. And what Ron Coote's done with the men of league and helped out so many battling players in retirement, and on top of him being just an out-and-out champion, I think he should be there. But, look, I'm one voice bulldog. No, fair enough, too. Hey, Buzz, on a different topic, in What's the Buzz today, you've written about Aaron Woods. This is refreshing. He's a player who's playing simply for the love of the game, not the money. Isn't it a lovely story, guys? Mm, it is. He won't retire. His quote is, I'm on peanuts at Manly, but I love it. He's on $1,530 a week before tax. Dog, I googled the average Australian wage, and the battler out there on an average wage is earning 300 bucks more than Woodsy. He's played for Australia, played for... Origin, used to be a great player. And look, he's a handy middle forward these days. Nothing like he used to be. But I then spoke to Anthony Seabold, who had on earlier. His influence around these younger players at Manly, in the locker room, at training, is invaluable to the club. And he will not be in the top 17 each week, but he is a role model, he is a mentor, and you know what? If he is at Triple M, he's at Fox Sports, and he just works there part time, he could have earned so much more money by retiring and not doing the summer sand hills and not, you know, building himself in the physical stuff. On you know, he could have earned three or four times the money, but he just loves the game. He's told me he watches every single game on Fox Sports, guys. He just loves rugby league and. I think to have an old bloke, look, there's an argument there, is he keeping the kid out? But I, I tend to like what Manly are doing. And mm. if more clubs had people like Aaron Woods still involved on a small contract, I think it would be an enormous benefit to rugby league. 100%. Your thoughts, Tom? Yeah, no, I, I love Woodsy. Always have. Great bloke, great influence around the young kids. Got a great training ethic, uh, got a great work ethic, brings a lot of experience. So no, I think mentor a, for the young kids. Yeah, I think mm. it's an inspired choice by Manly to keep him on for another year. Buzz, before you go, I'm interested in another item in What's the Buzz in today's Sunday telly about the Roosters. They could lose now a third mm. player to rugby union at the end of this year. Just run us through that story. 
Well, yeah, it looks like it, and I, <clears throat> I think Nick Politis is going to have an even bigger checkbook than um, than what he's already got. Um, Joseph Swali, as everyone knows, is going to rugby union. I, I think he's getting paid six million dollars over four or five years. And Joey Manu was indicated to the club, their great centre fullback, that um, he is heading to French or Japanese rugby. Now, Angus Crichton, 28 years of age, New South Wales origin, Australian player. Um, his contract's up this year. He's getting probably not the dynamic edge forward that he once was. But he, of course, had an offer to go to Australian Rugby Union six months ago. The offer was pulled at the last moment. Um, he has had significant offers from French rugby clubs. And so I think he'll be going off to uh, play French rugby, um, yeah, at the end of the year. Exactly. Hey, Buzz, just a quick... Can I have a quick say on uh, Taylor Swift? Go for it, Buzz. Bulldog, I've done a bit of research. Right. <laughs> you have 30,500 Twitter followers, yep. okay? Do you know how many Taylor Swift has? Oh, I'd say 25 million. 259 million <laughs> on Instagram. And 95.1 million on Twitter. Okay. What's your point? I love the fact that the influence she has is bringing a massive whole new audience to this game. I think NFL and Super Bowl, I've been to two of them, is a stop, start, boring game quite often. I don't care if they pander it because all the fans are watching. That's it. That's the key. Dan? Well, Buzz, I don't want to see her. I don't mind panning to her once or twice. I don't want to see her 28 times. I but how many watch... stoppages are there, Bulldog? You're not going to miss anything. Well, I want to see Patrick Mahomes versus Brock Purdy. I, I want to see George Kittle. I want to see Travis mate. Kelsey. I don't want to see it. If I want to see a pop star, I'll go and buy a ticket. <laughs> you're not you're not going to Taylor Swift. No. You know what? I'm trying to get a start there. Oh, good luck. With a plus one, I'm gonna take you. Oh right, yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna take you. I'm gonna have to cut, I've got to cut my fingernails that night. <laughs> yeah, so I'll have to reluctantly decline. Buzz, I'm not bagging you. She's a superstar, yeah. I get it. I just don't want to see her all the time at a footy game. Oh, Mate, there's that many stoppages. You know what? 115 million watched the game on American TV last year. It's amazing. You can add another 10 mil for Easy. this game. Correct. Yeah. Where are you going to watch so, it, Buzz? I'm going to watch it at home, Dean. I'm okay. semi-retired now. I've got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off. Yeah, that's okay can't... with you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I had a beer with Buzz on Friday. How many? Oh, he, he Just had a couple. Than, he had more than I did. I was well behaved. That's right. Oh, you know I did. <laughs> See you, Buzz. Thanks for your time. No, quick both. one quick one before we go. Now we're running late, but you have made mention of the Ricky Stewart Foundation's charity last Friday. Dino also made mention of it, but it is worthy of just pointing out how much money that function raised, Buzz. $600,000. Amazing. And the, the, it was just a beautiful function. Yvonne Sampson was on earlier, did such a great job interviewing Ash Barty. It was a great interview. She did ask Ash, she said, I want to ask you, how come you've never appeared in Buzz's column? You've never had scandal. What's the secret? So, <laughs> Only because Buzz never found out about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, anyway, boys, Phil, you have a good to week. Say enough's enough sometimes. Yes, yes, yes. Drink okay. responsibly, Phil. Good on you, Buzz. See you later, boys. See you,